an afternoon of rando nodding. Yeah. A handful of locations, and we finally have what our intentions were seeking. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And today we are going to be talking about randonauting, which is done via the app Randonautica. You may have heard about it because it's been in the news a lot lately. It's certainly made headlines. Yes. And I think that I definitely had the wrong idea of what randonauting was. I think prob- probably a lot of people do. Because of the headlines? Because of the headlines. Yeah. There was a headline that went around, I'll get into it later, that a few kids found a dead body by using the rando nodding app. I knew it as some sort of a geocaching type of a thing where you can go to a set of coordinates to find a destination. Mm-hmm. It's a little more random than that. Yeah. We'll explain. But uh, yeah, I've seen this all over the place. This story went completely viral about these kids finding a dead body literally as of this recording like a week ago. Right. So this is a very timely yes. episode of Guide to the Unknown. We're going to be doing basically breaking news here for the first time. I know. We jumped right on it. I'd seen it other places, but I've noticed people in the Guides the Unknown. <laughs> I've noticed people in the Guides the Unknown secret society group on Facebook talking about it a lot. So I could tell it was something our audience was interested in, our random audience. Yeah, that was kind of exciting, too. When I yeah. saw people in our group posting about it, I was like, oh, just you wait. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I right. saw that t- this morning. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I got a secret. I got uh, something. But before we dive into all of that, Guide to the Unknown is a spooky show where brother and sister duo Kristen and me, William, every Friday talk about horror, urban legends, uh, creepy stuff. A lot of pop culture happens here on Guide to the Unknown, and it comes out every Friday on all major podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and a YouTube version, which you can watch on youtube.com slash talkbomb. Uh, it's a super fun show. We've done 130-some-odd episodes at this point. We've covered Wendigos, Banshees. There's so much material in the back catalog. So if you're brand new to Guide to the Unknown, consider subscribing, and you'll have a ton to marathon. That's right. We also have some classic cases in there, like the Amityville case. I think we have the Enfield haunting. We have an exploration of all the all the different Disney haunted mansions. Yeah. We really run the gamut. Anything that's like vaguely creepy and sparks our interest, we go for. And to that end, mm. there was something creepy that has both sparked and held our interest for a good amount of time now that we decided we wanted to give a dedicated space to. The show Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. Which has now spawned a podcast from us Mm -hmm. called Ghost Adventures Adventures. That's right. It's our adventures watching the entirety, theoretically, of Ghost Adventures starting from the beginning. So this is waiting for you in your podcast app right now. There are two episodes up as we speak, and they're going to be coming out every week. So you can listen as we watch the episodes and then use a very scientific, not ranking system, where we go through and give awards to moments in the show, like most convincing evidence, hokiest moment, and of course, we do a Zach Bagans wardrobe check so we can track that evolution he really is transforming yes uh since we've gone back to the very beginning we've done the ghost adventures documentary which spurned the show and season one episode one of the show where they investigate bobby mackey's music world since it's the very beginning it's just zach bagans in a black t-shirt and pants but we already know in the year 2020 that this dude's eventually going to be covered in scarves oh yeah hats 
masks, yes. glasses. He's going to have a lot of accessories. So we're checking his progression. It's like watching a Pokemon evolve in real time. Exactly. It'll be interesting to see whether it just sort of slowly comes on or if it's like, boom, all of a sudden he's got like a bunch of necklaces mm-hmm. and fingerless gloves. So go find that on any podcast app. It's super fun. And if you like it, please subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your Facebook groups about it and leave a five star review. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one other thing I want to say, just really to mark the time, this is really more for the time capsule quality of our podcast. I just want to remember this moment in time. Okay. In this past week, since we last recorded an episode of Guide to the Unknown, Kristen and I did a fundraising live stream on brightsiders.com where we and our live viewers raised money for the bail project. Mm -hmm. Our original goal was $1,000. We hit it almost right off the bat. So Brightsiders raised it to $1,500 and we smashed through that as well. Right. As of the end of our live stream, we raised $1,600, more than $1,600 for the bail project with a live audience messing with us as we were ranking uh, the best horror franchises of all time. And eventually because of people voting in on things that we should do to disrupt our yeah. goal, putting on goth makeup, having a marshmallow eating contest. You can shove the most marshmallows in their mouths. Right. I won. We Two ate. out of three. Yeah. Congratulations to Kristen. Thank you. Fifteen uh, marshmallows. That's crazy. That is gross. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we also ate hot peppers yes. and uh, struggled that live sucked. on the stream. It was super fun and painful. Yeah. Uh, but really, that's really neither here yeah, nor there. I just want to plant that flag and be like, hey. Bravo, everyone. That was super yes. fun. And I'm really proud that I am we too. I am did too. something good. I feel really good about that. If you weren't able to join that, go check out The Bail Project. Maybe that's something that you're interested in just on your own. Yeah. Then also, I think the last thing we want to mention is that we have a Patreon page where we have tons of bonus material. We have a monthly podcast called The Netherworld Dispatch that comes out on the 13th of every month. And you can get your own RSS rss link to put into your podcast player and it's basically a whole secret podcast that you only get access to through patreon.com slash gttu pod over there if you donate at the netherworld warrior level which is four dollars or more per month you get that you get a monthly live stream where we plan out our month of episodes and you get to give us suggestions and just kind of know what's coming before it's coming and get a peek behind the curtain we do weekly posts with screenshots of our notes from the show that's coming up just and also just drop things here and there when we feel like it it's very cool it's a really cool group of people and it's really 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 appreciated i can't tell you how much your monetary support means to us so check out patreon.com slash gttu pod if you like the show if you'd like to support us as people and as a podcast and get some cool stuff back for it yeah guide to the unknown is becoming a whole platform yeah there's a lot to see and listen to yeah there really is cool all right so rando nodding yes Okay, so Rando Nodding, as I said in the beginning, is kind of a name that sprung from the name of the app Rando Nautica. You might be familiar with it because people are posting about like spooky or scary or kind of like eerie experiences they're having with it. You may have seen, especially on TikTok and on Twitter, like teens be like oh my mind is blown or whatever because yeah. randonautica sent them to a spot that holds significance to them in some way um it's also big on reddit so you could check out the randonauting board over there but so what is it 
at its core, and it's going to sound confusing because it kind of is, but I hope that I'll be able to break it down with you throughout. It's super confusing. It is. Just it, to it, get yes. that out of the way, really. Like, we had both kind of tried to look into this to make heads or tails of it, to do it, really. Yeah. And even in, like, trying to put it into practice, a lot of the terminology they have for things is way too heady. Yeah. Or um, And I think that it's to create a particular vibe. Like, you really yeah. do feel like you're engaging with some gargantuan process if you try rando nodding. Only right. do it at the, during the daytime. Um, right. But, like, if you try to do it, you feel like you're part of this thing with, like, quantum numbers and, uh, I don't know, anomalies. But I, I feel like we can make it a little more understandable. I think so. I think that that is, first of all, legit because there is a scientific process going on with the way the locations are chosen. But it's also, I think they get so heady with it because there's a mystique to it. And mm -hmm. it's like, ooh, I'm like unlocking something that I bet a lot of other people don't bother with. So it's like, okay, I, you get like a sense of proprietary something because you decide to like figure it out. Yeah. So there's mystique and also maybe like, validity yeah it's like look how smart this is right. just trust me um but it's also legit it is what they're explaining is actually what it is so it's going to sound heady at first but i'll break it down at its core it's a quantum random number generator that spits out a latitude longitude coordinate point for you to visit actually multiple points and it whittles them down based on your location the twist so it's not that you're just being like give me a number pressing a button and it gives you a location to go to the twist and what makes it supernatural and creepy basically boils down to the principle that our thoughts somehow shape the world around us, whether that's physically or just kind of like locking circumstances into place like clogs in a cock or <laughs> that was great. Cogs in a clock or something like that to make things happen. Yeah. Um, the app is kind of a vessel to test this theory. So what it does is that before you hit that number, or excuse me, hit the button being like, okay, give me these numbers and these coordinate points, the app tells you to focus on an intention in your mind so that when you hit this button saying, give me these numbers, the theory is that the intention is going out into the ether and your thoughts are forcing things into place and creating a number that's linked up and has something in common with your intention. Then you go to that place, you see that it links up and it proves to you that your thoughts uh, manipulate outside reality. Does it prove it or does it suggest, you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. Okay. Suggest, but that's, yeah. yeah, that's what the thing is, is okay. that it's showing you that you can think something and then go to, you know, while requesting an action, you receive the results of that action and it's linked up with what you were thinking because you were thinking it. Right. That's the theory behind rando nodding. It's not unlike, my one goofball belief mm -hmm. that wizards are whispering, whispering story ideas to me, <laughs> right? Um, it's yeah, almost I the mean, opposite. It's almost yes. the exact opposite, actually. Yeah. Um, for those of you who have never heard me say this before, I actually believe <laughs> that sometimes I'm visited by inspiration for stories and stuff. Yes. It, it, there's been synchronicities and ideas I've come up with and then seeing them out in the world. It's His belief is based on Elizabeth Gilbert's um, thoughts in the book Big Magic. Yes, but I haven't read it. I've only heard about it. Yes. And I uh, I describe it as wizards whispering to me because I'm embarrassed that I believe Right. It feels silly, so he's making it silly. Exactly. So, um, But here the idea is that you take your idea, send it out into the universe, and the universe will Responds. sort of conform around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So, so some people could say that this is a coincidence. Some people could see it as proof, but what they're referring to it is, uh, what they're referring to it as is a synchronicity, which is basically a meaningful coincidence. So the other part of this, it's a little bit more involved than just like, I'm thinking something while I hit a button and that button is going to give me coordinates is that you can further whittle things down. It's already whittling things down to your, you know, direct area. So it's kind of local wherever you're going to. Some people walk to their points. Some people drive to them. Um, they whittle things down further by giving you options to choose locations known as attractors. And those locations are places that are known to have housed a lot of synchronicities in that area. So I assume this is user generated in some way where people have reported back and been like, I, I experienced something at this place because it does prompt you to share about your experience. Right. So I assume attractors, they even know about them because a lot of people have said like, hey, on this road, I had a wacky experience. Experience, and then that road becomes an attractor point. That's interesting. Yeah, I, my interpretation, maybe that's what it is. My interpretation was that if this thing is spitting out random coordinates, mm-hmm. right? The, the, so to do something randomly means that like, let's say it's pins on a map. You're randomly throwing a ton of pins on a map. Right. Some of those pins are going to be clustered together. And that's it's just random that all those pins landed in that destination. There are going to be other areas that have just a couple of pins in it. And it's random that that area has a couple of pins in it. Because all you did was take a handful of pins and throw it at the map. So that's kind of how I viewed it as like, here's a random series. This attractor area, as Randonautica refers to it, is where there are a bunch of pins that happened to land all in the same area. A bunch of pins for different people, and they keep landing there, basically? No, a bunch of random numbers. Isn't it, isn't it, I guess my, maybe I have the wrong interpretation of the app in general. Mm-hmm. I thought that they generate random numbers which correspond to locations mm-hmm. and then throw those all on a map. Or- no, they're, the random numbers are, they relate those to latitude, longitude points. So that, cr- those random numbers are so a location. A, they pick random latitude, longitude yes. points. Yes. All right. So the, those random points, latitude, longitude are pins. Yes. So they pick random pins on a map. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they pick a bunch of pins that are clustered in a tight area. Sometimes they pick an area that doesn't have many pins in it. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. How would you even know what's, what's pins and not, you know what I mean? Like the area, I would assume it's just based on the, the numbers they're giving you. They're spitting out a number of numbers that you've chosen. You can say, Hey, give me coordinate point. Give me one, two, five or 10 coordinate points up to those numbers. Hmm. So in this scenario, then they're only giving you that finite number. You're creating those pins in this kind of Oh, theoretic okay. I don't think I quite realized that you're responsible for saying, like, I only want five areas. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's got to be the user experiences. They're like, okay, this is like a hot spot. Okay. I think that was my understanding, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we still won't know by the end of this. Maybe not. It really is confusing. It took us a long time to figure this out. Yeah. But I'm just going to say what I think it is. Okay. I think thought it was this okay so well, you may be right I'm, I'm giving you my interpretation you're yeah. the one who actually looked into it right um i didn't really look into this part so far because i thought that i had a handle on it but i might not <laughs> so okay so 
in my understanding, attractors are areas where a lot of people have experienced synchronicities. You can choose to be like, hey, give me attractor points. You want to go somewhere where a lot of people have experienced weird stuff. You could also choose to go to a void area, which is an area where not many people have experienced strange things. And maybe you're like, all right, I want to see if there's something there for me. Maybe it makes it a little bit more special if a lot of people haven't had luck in this area, but I do. And then you also have the option of going to an anomaly area, which is, I think it's like an attractor area plus where it's like these areas are packed with people or packed with, or packed with people who've experienced a lot of meaning and synchronicity there. I am confused about the anomaly thing still. It's, it's very, I feel like sometimes they reuse terms. Well, cause you can with experience multiple meanings. You can experience an anomaly. Basically, a synchronicity is an anomaly. You've experienced, if you've, okay, if you have set the intention that, um, my intention is that where I'm going, I hope it has the colors black and green. I'm thinking about black and green in my mind. I'm thinking about black and green in my mind while I'm going to hit this coordinate point or, you know, hit the button to create coordinate points. And then you go somewhere and there's a black and green building. Mm. That's a synchronicity, but they also refer to that as an anomaly. Like that's an anomalous experience. The fact that you thought of something and then this brought you right to that thing. That's yeah. an anomaly as far as human experience. I thought I had a hands on that, but then they also say you can choose to go to an anomaly area. So it's confusing. I don't so yeah, know. maybe uh, yeah. I, I take it to be exactly what you just said. Then, mm -hmm. like, if if you can choose to go to an anomaly area, then they can only know if it's an anomaly area because somebody else experienced right. one there. Right. So I'm guessing, I think that it's, I, I think that the deal is the areas you go to, if you choose to go to an anomaly, that's the highest likelihood of finding something weird there. If you decide to go to an attractor, still a high likelihood, but slightly less. If you decide to go to a void, there's not a ton of likelihood you're going to experience something. And maybe for some people, that's going to make that experience all the more significant. Right. Yeah. Because it's sort of like an untapped potential area. Right. 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 Um, so basically, so you get these coordinate points and then you drive most likely um, to the area. Like all the things that we got were probably um, like less than 10 minutes away from each other because we got three coordinate points that we went to spoiler alert spoiler alert, i don't know if we said it yet but will and i did this last night and we yeah. recorded footage that you were going to hear or see in a foolhardy effort to understand it we did it right we've already done an excursion out in the world rando nodding right exactly Here, the, and we're presently talking in the aftermath of it where we're still not sure still what it confused. was or what the hell happened i know gen z smart Gen Z is better than us. They're better than it us in every way. Yeah. Um, so all of our points were like an eight, nine minute drive away from each other, which I think translates to like a 35 minute walk or something. So you could conceivably walk, but it seems like a lot of people are driving, um, getting to the spot, parking, and then walking around and exploring a little bit. So you do that and you just kind of look around and see if anything has matched up with the intention that you set. And hopefully you get weirded out and excited because it did. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the whole thing. And that's then there's the an, thing. there's an option to report back on Randonautica and tell them about your experience. And also, like I said, a lot of people are talking about this online. So Twitter, Reddit, TikTok are like blown up with people sharing rando nodding experiences that seem to like really hit it for them and that like weirded them out. Yeah, without a doubt. It's pretty cool. So 
I found that the app itself is new. It only just came out this summer, but the concept behind it is not new. So I learned about this because I'm part of the uh, Museum of the Paranormal Patreon page, and then they have a Facebook group for people who are patrons. It's the people who made Hellier. Yeah. And in the group, somebody shared something about a concept called psychogeography. So I got this from Rebecca in the Paranormal Museum Facebook group. And if you go to patreon.com slash paramuseum, you could join that. It's very cool. I recommend it. But so they put forth the idea of psychogeography relating to random nodding. And I'm going to get very quotesy here. This is also kind of over my head. So it's a lot of Wikipedia quotes. It's defined as being, um, excuse me, it was defined in 1955 by a philosopher named Guy Debord as, quote, the study of the precise laws and specific effects of the geographical environment, consciously organized or not, on the emotions and behavior of individuals. Hmm. It's also described as, quote, a whole toy box full of playful, inventive strategies for exploring cities. Just about anything that takes pedestrians off their predictable paths and jolts them into a new awareness of the urban landscape so okay so some of this i think is pretty similar obviously mm-hmm. to pokemon go yes right yes i didn't even thought about that but yes yeah like like pokemon go for those of you who do or do not know yeah uh it's a game on your phone you can literally it it depends on you mm-hmm. to travel around your environment to find stuff um so, like, uh, let's say there's, like, a statue in the center of town. Yeah. Within the game, Pokemon Go on your phone, that statue in the center of town might be pinned as a location where you can, you know, fight a battle. Right. Of some sort. So, they take real-world locations and turn them into in-game objects and mm-hmm. uh, item, you know. Yeah, landmarks that landmarks. you have to get to in order to play that thing. And so, the fun of it is you can play the game on your phone while you're exploring your your surroundings mm-hmm. and discovering like oh well I've seen this pla- I've walked past this plaque on the ground a million times but what does it really say I don't actually know what it is yeah but Pokemon Go makes you actually go out and interact with the world around you right and so rando nodding and what what is this called the ge- psychogeography psychogeography I guess mm-hmm. is sort of the study of how uh, the human consciousness can be changed by its yes. surroundings. Yes, exactly. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. So it's this encouragement of exploring your environment in a new way. Early on, it was focused on cities, and there's an emphasis on playfulness with it and what they call drifting. And then they later referred to as derive which is the French word for drifting. And it seems like randonauting is most closely related to that specific concept of derive. So from that guide to board's 1958 document called the theory of derive, here's a quote about it. That's a little wordy, but I want to say it and then talk about it a little sure. bit. In a derive, one or more persons during a certain period drop their usual motives for movement and action, their relations, their work and leisure activities, and let themselves be drawn by the attractions of the terrain and the encounters they find there. But the derive includes both this letting go and its necessary contradiction, the domination of psychogeographical variations by the knowledge and calculation of their possibilities. So you're supposed to just kind of like go with the flow, go where you're going to go, but there's an awareness that you're not totally just going with the flow. The environment is kind of sculpting you to go certain places. There are paths. 
or things like that? And how are those affecting you? And just kind of noticing that, noticing that they do affect you. That's pretty interesting. It's really interesting, right? Yeah, there's something that uh, uh, this is almost a tangent, but not really. Mm -hmm. So there's a theory that, you know, our reality is a simulation, right? Yes. Um, I uh, am a big fan of video games. There is a particular video game series called Uncharted, which is a lot like a, a lot like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And I noticed when I was playing um, one of the games, you're running around this museum and there's a particular route you're supposed to be following. But video games today are so like incredibly designed and like they look beautiful. There are a million different distractions that could take you off path. But inevitably, I always followed the path. Mm-hmm. How did I always know to go in that? You know, Mario can only run from left to right. Right. You know, how come if I'm able to run wherever I want, I always know to go this way. And on my like 50th playthrough of the game, I noticed that the developers always put like a yellow pipe mm-hmm. somewhere. And bit by bit, I must have been getting conditioned that if there was a yellow pipe or a yellow walkway, that's where I should be walking I love to that. progress. And so it was them creating the environment to trigger you to know you go this way. Right. Some developers will put, you know, a light in the game near the exit mm-hmm. that just will sort of grab your attention. You just start walking that way. Yeah. It's kind of like real life. Yeah. Most people walk on the sidewalk. Right. Most people will end up following that dirt path that gets worn into the grass around the park. Yes. You know, we stick to very predefined, you know, trails. Absolutely. I remember when I was briefly at community college, I was there with my friend Jamie and I was walking to class with her or something and I was following the sidewalk and she was like, why are you following this? You can just like cut across here and you're going to be right at the building. And I was like, why am I following it, man? Yeah, exactly. You're a sheep. (laughs) I was a sheep. Wake up, sheeple. I know. So I want to end by just reading you very briefly the homepage of the Randonautica website. So if you go to randonautica.com, this is what you'll find and then also links to download the app. But I just thought it kind of, um, I don't know, you can see where that concept of derive kind of ties into how this works. So it says, Randonautica, the world's first quantumly generated choose-your-own-adventure reality game. Explore the world you never knew existed. About Randonautica. Quantumly Random, the Randonautica app puts the user in the director's chair of an adventure story yet to be written. By using the app, the user can break from their mundane day-to-day and take a journey of randomness into the world around them. Mind Matter, yeah, Mind Matter, Mind Matters. Your mind is your guide as you observe and view the world differently. Traveling into the unknown is a journey like no other. A whole new world. Break out of your reality tunnel, recalibrate your mind, and have fun on an adventure into the world you never knew existed. Welcome, future rando not. It's pretty inviting and fun. Yeah. It does. That, their homepage is more inviting than the experience of the app itself. Yes, that's definitely true. The app <laughs> yeah. itself is pretty complex and, and yeah. convoluted. Right. Um, but, like, I do enjoy the concept of... You know, there was a period of time, you know, I work from home these mm-hmm. days, so most of my day involves getting up upstairs and then walking down to the basement. But like even even when I, you know, had an office that I went to regularly, I noticed that I started here in town and then I drove to Princeton and then I drove back to town and I just drove this same 40 minute Mm-hmm. you know, commute every day. And it was just a one line this way and then the same trail back. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like Randonautica or like Pokemon Go, honestly, 
takes you off that path. Yes. It makes you explore the, the places around you, which is really, really interesting. It's really cool. And how does that affect you when yeah. you break from that path? That's basically the right. you know thought behind psychogeography. And then Randonautica kind of takes the step further because it presupposes right. that your thoughts are shaping that as well. It gives you a framework mm-hmm. to engage with it. The whole right. intent thing, the whole setting your intent. I want to see something green and black. Yeah. And then you go in the world and you can find the thing that either matches or doesn't match right. what your intent was. Either way, you're having a different sort of mm-hmm. experience. By the way, the show is not sponsored. Not sponsored no, by no. Randonautica. I'm just presently getting more invested in it this second than I have been in the last few days even. Yeah. Um, but undeniably, so you just described the sort yep. of background of Randonautica. Undeniably, this uh, concept has ended up on a lot of people's radar because of some headlines in the past week about kids that found a dead body while going out using the Randonautica app. Mm -hmm. So I have done some research into that story and a couple of other things like it that are on a similarly dark bent. Okay. Um, Now, I do want to also say that uh, because this is a genuinely developing crime story, I'm going to try to be a little bit gentle with some of the details and everything because Guide to the Unknown, while we're all about spooky stuff, I personally don't really like true crime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things about real people... You know, being killed and stuff is yeah. a little gnarly for me. Yeah. Undeniably, though, this is a really, really today story, and the Rando Nautica connection makes it a very guide to the unknown story. So here is the background of the headline you've probably seen in the last week. The story goes that kids on TikTok, which is a social media platform where you can, you know, make make videos and stuff and kind of sort of live stream, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if you can live stream on it. You might be able to. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I, I signed up for TikTok today so I could do my research. Follow me on TikTok, fellow kids, <laughs> at the Myth Traveler. There are older folk on TikTok. I'm sure there are. There and are. it certainly seems like it's, uh, a, it's booming. a developing platform. My friends are sharing TikTok videos more and more often, I'm noticing. Is that right? Yes. I'm getting lots of TikToks from my buds. This was one of the trat. first times that I've ever engaged with TikTok mm-hmm. when it's not somebody like, I've seen those ads where there was a guy cosplaying as the Mad Hatter, (laughs) and he gives a devilish look to the camera, and it's old music, because I think it had to be in the public domain, because it's an ad for TikTok, and he's he's going, ladies, and it drove me insane. I saw it like every day for a month and a half. I remember we talked about that a lot. No, it's like completely different than it was then. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Bring it around now. I remember now. Yes. That's horrible. So- I looked into it and I found the original TikToks themselves. So a user under the name Ugh Henry, which is a great name. It's <laughs> a good name. It's a great I'm name. I'm telling you, these kids. Posted a video with a caption, something traumatic happened that changed my life. Uh, then two emojis, one of a, that flatline face, like, mm, wah, wah, mm-hmm. and a sort of sad emoji. <laughs> hashtag crime, hashtag murder, <laughs> hashtag randonautica, hashtag randonauting, hashtag scary. You know. Gen Z is better than us. I freely acknowledge it. Yes. Anyway. They got to get it found. Yes. Um, And here is uh, uh, the further captioning that happens on top of the video. Randonaut sent us to this part of the beach and we found this black suitcase. We were joking that maybe the suitcase would have money in it. As soon as we opened it, the smell was overwhelming. Here's what the video shows. It seemed to me 
that this group of kids, I think there, there are three kids that are part of this group of friends who went out rando nodding. There are certainly other people standing by watching as everything happens. They found a piece of black carry-on luggage. Mm-hmm. It looks like it would fit in the overhead rack on an airplane. Um, just off a pier, right by the ocean. It is lying on its back on some rocks right next to the water. And it's at least partially zipped open, just barely zipped open. Now, to also set the stage, so this is in Seattle. It is a a nice, clear day. It appears to be low tide, which I can tell because the rocks on which the suitcase is sitting all have, like, black, decaying seaweed on them. Uh The rocks themselves are dry. The suitcase is dry. All right. So... The person taking the video goes, it stinks, yo. And a friend says, I won't be able to sleep. Because of the smell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. They're they're, they're being adventure kids. Yes. So they've hopped off the pier and they're clamoring down these rocks to get closer and closer to the suitcase. Now, the TikTok video itself has a bunch of jump cuts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I noticed that the zipper position in the original video that's gone viral, the zipper position without seeing anybody actually do the unzipping, jumps from being partially zipped to be the whole thing is completely unzipped. Yeah. And now one of the girls that's in the group of friends has a stick and is trying to push the lid of the suitcase open. Okay. Uh, the, the, the voice recording now as they flip it open and see that the suitcase is full. Mm-hmm. Like literally all of the square inch yeah. space of the suitcase is full of a black garbage bag that appears to be densely packed. Yeah. Did you watch this video? Yes. You saw this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the person, uh, uh, you can see the girl now on her phone and the person recording says, okay, she's calling the police so we can see if it's actually a dead body or just food. Yeah. <laughs> food. I don't food. remember that. That's what he says. <laughs> um, then the caption on the screen says, by this point, we were getting a little scared and nervous. The video suddenly jumps to the kids now driving past as a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, police cars have arrived on the scene. Um, and, uh, it ends with the kid kind of being like, all like, all like WTF, this is crazy. The video itself, super short. Mm-hmm. It's literally just the kids finding the suitcase, flipping it open, seeing that there's a black garbage bag in it and being like WTF. Right. The last frame of it is Ugg Henry. I, I assume his name is Henry. I don't yeah. Know. Maybe uh, it's Ugg. Maybe it's Ugg. <laughs> Standing, I guess you can do like a zoom background thing on TikTok. Yeah, so yeah. he's like kind of green screened in, and there's a an article behind him from a, a Seattle Police Department mm. article saying that they found a bag that had God. a body in it. And he's being like, Oh, this is insane. The video itself has, as of this recording, 21.3 million views. Link in the notes. I found an alternate view. Oh, like I said, there's a group of friends there. Yeah, I did some real William. research here, Kristen. I was a real detective. Ooh. I was a I was pretty much an investigator this week. Ooh. So at Nat the CVT, literally N A T T H E C V T, was there. She's one of the friends in this friend group. Link in the notes. In her video, you can see a little bit more. You can tell that the tide is rising. You can see the moment that they first crack open the suitcase, and I believe that it's Ugg Henry doing it, Mm -hmm. and you can see him instantly react to the smell and clamor away. They didn't even fully open the thing yet. I went from being like, this is potentially staged, to that small moment of sort of nudging the suitcase and him just turning to get out of there. It It felt pretty real to me. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't even have a question about whether it was real or not. I guess because once I heard about the story, I knew that it was already verified. Okay. Yeah. But I, I can't tell. I'll get into it. Okay. But so you can also see in this video that eventually the water does rise back over the rocks mm-hmm. and it seems like it's taking the suitcase back into the ocean with it. There is a caption oh, along God. with the video uh, that says that at some point during the water rising and the ocean taking the bag, the contents were exposed, it says. To the kids? To the kids. And then the the rest of the video shows the kids standing around waiting for the police to show up and saying that it took hours for them to arrive. (gasps) In the comments, somebody- I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, in the comments, somebody asked, wait, you said the contents were exposed at one point. Did you see body parts? And Nat, I believe her name is, responded, yes, they floated out into the water as well. Mm, With that little- (laughs) Flat face? Flat, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I did not know that. I found a time-stamped blog- this is, I think, people that are, are reacting in real time to this event. Uh, and again, this all happened on June 19th, 2020. Uh, 5.31 p.m. Thanks for the tips about the big police response in the 1100 block of Alki Avenue. Radio communication indicated a report of, quote, possible human remains in the water. So far, we are told at the scene nothing definitive. They are still searching. 5.48 p.m. What they have found so far is a black plastic bag that smelled really bad. That's why they are searching further to look for potential contents. Okay, same day. The article that the kid had in the TikTok video. This is the official Seattle Police Department blotter website. This is real. Mm -hmm. Headline, detectives investigating after human remains found in West Seattle. Posted June 19th, 2020. Detectives are currently investigating after several bags containing human remains were located off the uh, near the water in the 1100 block of Alki Avenue this afternoon. Police responded after receiving a call of a suspicious bag on the beach. Another bag was located in the water. Once the contents were determined to be remains, detectives responded to begin their investigation. Um, there was an update yesterday. Oh. Seattle police homicide detectives working closely with the King County Medical Examiner's Office have identified the remains of two individuals found inside bags last week in West Seattle. That's right. I heard that there was a second bag. Mm -hmm. Um, Detectives have identified a 27-year-old male and a 36-year-old female. Uh, This remains an active homicide investigation. Anyone with information on this case is asked to contact the Seattle Police Department's violent crimes tip line at 206 Two three three five zero zero zero. Man. So now, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm not skeptical. I don't want to say I'm skeptical. I believe everything that I saw, but I'm also just trying to pay attention to because this story really blew up. Mm-hmm. Now, neither uh, Ugg Henry or Nat have posted since mm-hmm. the twentieth. They posted their videos the day after all of this uh-huh. because Ugg Henry was able to put the, the Seattle police department headline in the background of his TikTok. Yeah. Which I don't know. I, there's something unusual about that to me. Like it's an edited video. Yeah. You know, but it's all, it's also very reactionary. It's hard to be, I guess it's hard. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to me to be like very reactionary in the moment, mm-hmm. but then edit it to put it out. Does that make sense? Like, have to sit there and do video editing? Yeah, but... uh, So you just think it's weird that he decided to do that? Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, because I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, it is I, weird. I, I guess, yeah. Here's really what it is. I, yeah. I thought, I had the wrong idea mm-hmm. about the headlines that I've seen in the past week. I thought that because this story was going around of kids finding a body, that it was going to be very Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. One camera shot, you know, like if you and I were doing an Instagram live or something. Right. It's not edited looking granted i don't know how tiktok works i right. guess maybe in the moment you can jump cut or maybe it automatically jump cuts i don't know i know that that's like part of the thing about it is that it has like a ton of editing capabilities okay so that's just the style of video that you would do on tiktok like there it's not usually people just like sitting and talking it's like stuff that's edited okay so that's the style of the video yeah it's it's just it's weird it's weird but so did you say it makes you skeptical? No, I'm not skeptical because I, I don't want to downplay the fact that this happened. It's uh-huh. just, I, I really, I think more than anything, it's just, I'm not really from this world. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't really understand. I don't it's know. a strange choice, I will say. It's the, to it's put it up. The day laterness of it. Uh, I don't no? know. It doesn't make any difference to me, really. Okay. I mean, maybe they need to kind of process it. If they were waiting for the cops for a million hours. That's like a chunkier day. Yeah. I so they're, maybe they were weirded out and then they took the time to edit their vid. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. I totally respect the the need to get it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of in in shock yeah. that this happened at all. Really. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So it I really found is. on that Randonauts subreddit, somebody uh, named Papia mm-hmm. commented, I was just watching the user live stream. I think this means it was Henry Livestream. Okay. That's why I thought maybe TikTok had live streams. I don't know. They do, apparently. In our chat um, that we have going while we record this live, somebody said that you do live stream on TikTok. Okay. Uh, and evidently, Ugg Henry explained what the intent was. You know, how like rando nodding, you're supposed to set an intent and then you go out oh, to right, find it. Right, right. I mean, think about what their intent was. The intent was travel. Uh, so that's sp- pretty weird, particularly meaning the context of like a road trip or something like that, uh-huh. uh, which meant that it, ine- it inevitably freaked the group out when they found the suitcase. The user said the suitcase was obviously the destination, meaning the destination Randonautica gave them. Right. And that they should have known something bad was coming when they saw a hearse in the parking lot nearby. Hmm. So I want to point this out just for people to remember this as foreshadowing on the way to their randonautica destination they saw right, something right certainly saw something at the destination but they also saw something on the way right so they're Hold saying on that, that on the way is a thing as well seems like on the way okay. might be a thing as well you okay spot something while you're traveling to the randonautica destination that can be a hit yeah basically an anomaly i'm also seeing from the chat you can pause the video as you record on tiktok so you can add jump cuts in live recordings basically okay all right i'm just trying to piece it i'm used to video editing where you have to sit down and mm-hmm. And take care of it. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. That would freak me. I don't know what the hell I would do. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Other stories that I found, because this is not the only scary rando nodding story. As a matter of fact, if you click on the rando nodding hashtag on TikTok, Mm -hmm. you only find scary stuff, basically. I found a story from a user, MyKenneray, M-Y-K-E-N-A-R-A-E, who says that she went out rando nodding with the intention of death. Okay. And she says that they found someone dying. Oh, my God. Uh, she says... They don't have a video of that on TikTok, do they? It's just her of, talking about it. It's her okay. talking about it. It's her crying in the car yeah. after this has already happened. She says she came across a man who had been shot and that her friend wrapped his jacket around the wound. The next day, 
Because I, I, I tried to follow up with everybody to see what happened after. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because yes. like, there's nothing from Ugg Henry after. There's yeah. nothing from Nat after about that bag. Um, but so, all right, this this user, Mike Kenneray, did follow up. The next day, she has a series of TikToks explaining um, where she says, I've done this a lot, and every single intention I've set hasn't really worked out. I know setting the intention as death is something so serious and not something to play with, which really reminded me. Now, rando nodding, as I understand it, there's potential for coincidence. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're putting. Well, I guess the intent is the idea is that you could be putting something out in yes. the universe and manifesting it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But I really took it as like. You want to see something green and black, you might go somewhere and see something green and black. It doesn't mean you put it there with your mind. No, I, I don't think it means it put it there with your mind. But I think that you being led to it can show you that there's some force out there that's trying to link these things together. Yeah, it really reminded me of her her description. She says other things like this of being like, I know I shouldn't have done that. I know I should have, shouldn't have put that there's out there. There's nothing that I've come across that talks about it being about manifesting right. or anything. It's really just synchronicities. Right. It reminded me of the way that people talk about Ouija boards mm -hmm. you know don't mess with it right don't use it for ill um, and so she goes on to say what I've learned from this is do not manifest or think about bad things or negative things because you have no idea what you're going to come across. If you do go rando nodding, please go during the day. You never know what's going to happen. I don't know if rando nodding had anything to do with this, but it could have. Nobody really knows. I don't know. I wanted to post the first video of her crying in the car just to spread awareness of rando nodding, but I understand that it could have been my fault and I'm sorry. No, I mean, I think she's probably a kid and, yes. you know. But I just think it's interesting the way that people are talking yeah, about Yeah, right. This. Absolutely. And interpreting it. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, she said that her friend wrapped his jacket around the wound. She did a follow-up with her friend Darius who said, I rate the app five stars because we <laughs> did find what we're looking for. He's not wrong. I mean, you did find... The intention of death led you to something deathy. Yeah. They, this so, was only like four days ago, by yeah, the way. Yeah, right. Man, uh, And she's already gotten back into the business of TikToking where you like lip sync to music and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know. I know. It's what it is. It's just, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. funny. Like, it is yeah. funny to see your most recent videos is that. Yeah. Um, there's also a story from user Ape Marie, A-P-E-M-A-R-E-E-E, -E -E -E, uh, which is just a car on a dirt road. Its headlights are illuminating this like field of nothing. And you hear the kids in the car scream, why didn't we just go to this quantum point? <laughs> and there's a guy in the distance just slowly walking towards the car like it follows. That's awesome. It was it was pretty rad. That's awesome. So it's fun. If you look at the yeah. Rando Nodding hashtag on TikTok, you're going to find a lot of cool, fun, creepy I'm gonna stuff. I'm going to look at like it now. Like bite-sized stuff. It's super, super, super fun. Yeah. But also important to point out that Rando Nodding is not intended to just be horror. Right, right. Like, the top posts on the Rando Nodding subreddit, I've, I've got three. Someone set their intent as dog. They found a stray dog and adopted it. Someone oh. set their intent as something unexplainable. And they found a lounging barca lounger thing, like a big Fraser's dad's chair in a field. You know, that is weird. It's weird. That is unexplainable. Somebody yeah. set their intent as Shrek and they found a swamp. That's fine. So it really yeah. can be what you make of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I'm just skeptical of everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't like random. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? I don't like random and I don't like plumbing for meaning. Right. Where there's none. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But that's that's the story behind that headline this week, if you saw it, about those kids finding that body. And, you know, we might be making headlines of our own. Because right. as hinted, Kristen and I have gone out rando nodding. Um, we actually, so it was Kristen, 
my wife Allie and me, we set our intent of trying to find something pleasantly spooky, mm-hmm. and we went out into the world to see if rando nodding would deliver us somewhere that would give us exactly that. That's right. And so I guess really without any further ado, uh, take a look at what happened. Okay, so opening up the app, we're going to do our coordinates. And I read online that it suggests that when you hit the coordinate thing, like to, you know, find the coordinates, that all of us who are doing this should all be concentrating on our intention. Oh, when we hit the coordinates yes, in the so first that, place. Yes, so that the coordinates are feeding off of what we're putting out there. Okay, okay. So uh, you can either just think about the concept of uh, pleasingly spooky. You can repeat the words in your mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, be thinking about that, whether it's literally just phonetically the words or you're thinking about the concept. So then, Al, we will need you here in a moment. Yep. Okay, I have to give you my brain. Yep. Yes. Okay, we're gonna choose the ANU because that's the really crazy machine that they use to generate numbers. Yeah, it's a random number generator in Australia. Yep. All right, think about the intent. Pleasantly spooky. Pleasantly spooky. Yes, pleasantly spooky. It's finding a location, it says. I'm not seeing anything to indicate that it's actually finding a location. It's not like there's a... Okay, there we go. Okay. Okay, we have our location. Okay. Well, we have a grid. And now we can pick either an attractor or a void. No, no, we already picked anomaly. Sorry, I guess I didn't say that. Oh, okay. We picked anomaly because that's supposed to be like the strongest likelihood. The strongest likelihood. of the attractors or the, the strongest yes. of the, the voids. Yes, exactly. And oh, wait, actually, I guess you can choose. There are a few options. All right, it gave us a few options, actually. So void, we could choose to go to. Another void is by us. And then there's an attractor by us. Um, I say we go to the attractor. I right. think that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say we should drive there because it's a 43-minute walk. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. Here we go. Okay. We... We followed the directions, which I guess it also has a Google map yeah, or it's, GPS so, component. Yeah, well, it's the, the numbers are a, uh, you know, longitude latitude thing. Okay. So then you open up Google Maps and you direct yourself how to go to those coordinates. Okay. So the coordinates brought us to this apartment complex and I don't see anything pleasantly spooky. Neither do I, and there are like people hanging out here. Yeah, I mean, they live here, you know what I mean? So well, yeah, not hanging out. Yeah, so I'm gonna call this anomaly hunt a bust. Like right now, we're where we should be. Yeah, we're just a normal place. Yeah. We're just in the, the parking just, lot of an apartment complex. Right, so I'm thinking I'm gonna now, Let's, this is my idea. Why don't we do the opposite thing now and let's go to the void coordinates. Yeah. Right now we're supposed to be at the most concentrated, most likely spot to see an intention-based thing and we're not seeing anything. So let's go to the least likely spot for that to be possible and see if weirdly that yields more results. Now I'm thinking as well that The, the intended usage here would be for us to now get out, I think, of the car and walk around. Um, yeah. 
But I'm also saying maybe. It feels like private it, property. Yeah, though. it. Can. That's how I feel. I I feel like we should not be getting out of the car. Yeah. Well, no, but also I've around. seen videos. You don't always walk around. There are people who also just drive by a thing and they're like, oh my god, these are the coordinates, and I'm noticing something that's exactly what my intention is. Holy shit. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, you know, we'll holy we'll, shrimp. Yeah, holy shrimp. So um. So yeah, it's not always a walk around thing. It can be though. Okay. All right, I have the directions for bird. our next yeah, void area. There. Okay, you do have it? Yes, ready? Oh, okay, yeah. Eight minutes. Head north toward Hamilton Street. Okay. You're gonna start driving. Okay, Head here we go. West toward Hamilton Street. Do you want me to record this part? Let's go to the void. Yeah. Sure, if you, if you want to. Right I don't particularly, but this do you like want This looks like it's bringing us back into Highland Park. Back into okay. town? Yep. Okay. Actually, maybe you should turn it off because we're going to basically be giving away where we live. All right, we are at location two. This was supposed to be a void. Mm -hmm. So the, the quantum whatevers are spaced out right. the most here. Right. Um, but we're in more of a, a I don't know, a neighborhood. Suburban, yeah, area. It feels more normal to walk around here than it is to walk around like a closed apartment complex. So we're going to walk around. Yeah. We're going to yeah. look for something pleasantly spooky. Bye. Explain Let's that we know. just had a moment. Yes, I oh. think that we kind of saw something pleasantly spooky. We saw a guy who looked just like Ali's dad. It was amazing. It really was indiscernible until about like 30 feet away, which I... is pretty close. <laughs> I really was sure it was my dad until we were about 30 feet away. And then I was like, oh, he's like 20 years younger than my dad. But... Like spot on. <laughs> same gait. Same pacing, same walk, same face, same facial hair, same clothes. He could have been auditioning to be your dad <laughs> yes. in something. And he would have gotten the role. <laughs> in the story, yeah. I think his hair tone was warmer, but that's like the only thing. All right, that's fair. <laughs> you, have you seen him in the summer, though? Because maybe... That's true. <laughs> Officer, the man who hit me had a warm hair tone. Does that help anybody? A colorist to the end. Okay. All right, let's She's go She's a explore. master. She that's is right. a master. Okay. Here we go. Although I had nightmares about walking, working in the salon two nights in a row this week. Oh, uh, real? Yes. Don't like it. This is kind of pleasantly spooky. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Just because why? Because it's woods? Yeah, it's just like, you know, rusty chain link. Yeah, it is locked. It is kind of cool that it's like a rusty fence with a clean chain. Yeah. Like it's been recently opened. Right, this is the kind of detective detail that you'd be like, something's happened here, look, rusty links. Yeah. But clean chain. Yeah. Clean. Clean. It is pleasant. It is pl it's pleasantly it spooky. It is pleasantly spooky, I have to say. Is that too easy an answer? I but you know what? I think it's such a vague, encompassing intention. Right. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but like, yeah, I would call this pleasantly spooky. Yep. If you want to get nuts, come on, let's get nuts and let's do it again and let's have a very specific intention. I think we need to be more specific. I think you're right. I'm because into that. This is like a horoscope. Yeah. This is it like. Be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But, but I think, well, I just feel between the doppelganger and this too. little weirdness, I think this is. I don't think it's so bad. I think this isn't bad. I don't think it's such a bad result. You find it spooky? I, I mean, pleasantly. Yeah, it's a little spooky. Like, if you were here at night and you're ghost hunting, you'd be like, ooh, look at this, like, fenced-off area. And it has a clean chain. Wish okay. we could get in there. The clean chain of it all is, is by far, obviously, the most interesting thing. But yeah. spooky. I see beer. That is spooky. On the inside of the fence...
This might bump it up for me. The fact that the beer cans are on the inside of the fence next to this fallen tree. Is that a monster energy drink? Next to the Yeah. Fence? Oh my God. It's a monster. And the devil laughs. Like Somebody was going movie. nuts. So we're, we're calling it on this location already? I mean, we can walk around more. I mean, it's just a suburb. I don't, I don't think we're going to really find anything. Do you want to go to the other location? Didn't it find three? I, let me see. There, there, I think there are three kinds of locations you can find. Yeah. I don't know if it always generates the three. Let's see. I mean, we can also Oh, attract. Yes, yes. There's a third? Yes, there's a third. There's, so we'll do a third pleasantly squeaky yep. and then do a reevaluation. Yes. Reevaluation. Yes. Maybe this will be, you know, third time's a charm. Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. All right. I can't believe you guys don't agree that the double. No, I don't. I don't can't believe Will doesn't agree. Why? He wasn't a doppelganger. He was a guy that looked like your dad. I don't know. I'm a stickler for the rules. Damn. I, I also think we've got a particular scenario where we have set an intention for a collective. <laughs> you know, the three of us have the same intention. Does that make it more powerful, or does that mean that, like... Left onto Lincoln Avenue. Like, I need to follow the... I think I need to follow the decision-making of the group right now, because two or three of us have said that was pleasantly spooky. So I must defer, well, right? I'm the, the odd third, one out. Let's go to the third location. I agree. We'll go to the third location, but we'll call this one a success. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. We're at location so, three. On the left, technically, but I think it'd be you know, it can be in the area, right? All right, eyes peeled for pleasantly. Is this also a void, or what is this? This is a void, void. yes. We did it, gave us anomaly void void. Okay, Kristen's literally looking at a house because she's like in the market. (laughs) It's cute, which is cool. Maybe rando nodding will make you find a house. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Alright, I think I want to look at this. It's just a deer fence. It's a deer fence? It's to keep deer away from it. So they chew the cans and they get... No, they, it, the reflection scares them. Their reflection scares them? The reflection of the... the, the oh. You're like vampires. Did you know that? Yes. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am, where are you going? <sighs> nowhere. Yeah, nowhere fast. <laughs> There's nothing. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. Try ice cream. We'll do ice cream? Yeah. All right. Specific. Specific. Two of the ones I can think of that I've seen that people have done are blue and white, and they go to like a blue and white house. Somebody set the intention of old Hollywood glamour, and they their coordinates brought them to a movie theater playing old Hollywood movies. Okay. Um... Think specific and weird. Old Hollywood glamour is weird. Old Hollywood glamour is weird. But mm-hmm. if we're trying to get ice cream, like well, that person said blue and white, should we say cookies and cream? No, ice cream. We're called. Yeah. Basically, not, not yeah. so spooky. Not so spooky. Yeah. Um, in trying to get more specific, do we want to stick with ice cream or do you want to try to go for something? That's yeah, why not ice cream? Characteristic. We're going to just do ice cream? Oh, because it's not Guide to the Unknown? I don't know. You invited me along. It was going to end up being ice cream. All right, let's make it ice cream. Yeah, I think ice cream's fine. Right, let's go set a new intention. We're still doing a spooky thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're so, still doing random nothing. Maybe yeah. we'll, we will find some serendipity. Yeah, exactly. We might go somewhere and there's, like, graffiti of ice cream. Maybe we'll get some uh, serendipin dots. Ooh. That's a pretty good joke, right? Yeah. Trademark. Let's 
good. Hey, say cool joke, Will. Cool joke, Will. No. Hey, stop it. Okay, we're back in the car. We are setting a new intention. Pleasantly spooky, arguably gave us nothing. Yes. You except for Allie's dad's doppelganger. And, and that cool chain link chain. fence. So we are to think about ice cream. Think about the concept of it. Think about how it tastes. Think about its texture, its temperature. Think about your favorite flavor of ice cream. Think about the look of it, okay? Think about all these things. And this time, I'm gonna hit the attractor button. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Yeah, because we gotta attract some All right, so we're ice thinking cream. ice cream right now. Okay. All right. Okay, up to how many points would you like to look for? Let's do five again. Sure. Swirly, curly. Mm -hmm. Dreamy, Whirly. creamy, right. whirly. Now it's finding cream. our location. Focus on ice that intent. Cream, ice cream. Think about the picture of the ice, ice cream that you want. Think about the color Whoopie of bar. the ice cream. Are you? Do you like toppings on your ice cream? Do you like those wet nuts? I don't really like those. Okay. <laughs> no, don't think about wet nuts. Don't think about wet nuts. <laughs> don't let the wet nuts in. Okay. All right. Do we have them? No points currently detected in the area, supplying a quantum point for you instead. What does that mean? What the hell's a quantum point? I don't know. Is this a final boss? Maybe it is. And do it says random point generated. Okay. Do we obey or? Oh yeah, definitely obey. What if it's just with... the Dairy Deluxe? That'd be amazing. That'd be, that'd amazing. be, that'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> we have to go with what the universe is giving us. All right, so let's, sure. view, let's view it. So this is one point, eight minutes away. Okay. I'm hitting start. All right, fine. All right. Here we go. So should it should, should it still be operating off of ice cream? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's so specific. Pleasantly spooky could have been anything. Right. So up to interpretation. Ice cream. Think ice cream. Here we go. All right. <laughs> we... With our new intent in place of ice cream, we're here. We're behind some. Uh... Look at the deer's trolloping. Well, well. Watch the, watch the deer. There's also a gentleman looking at us from one of the Rutgers worker buildings. So. Where we can get some good cream. Yeah. So we're basically just on the side of the road. Um, we're gonna look for ice cream garbage basically and see if there's maybe a, a dum-dum wrapper. It took a, us genuinely to like a crap heap. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. We're not really giving... Don't blame New Jersey for this. New Jersey, a great look. I may not be a native son of Jersey, but I understand it's more than this. I will say, we did pass an ice cream truck on the way here. That is true. We saw an ice cream truck about... Not normal in our area. Uh -huh. Okay. About midway okay. <laughs> to arriving. It's not normal in our area as if it can't be here. Like, it's <laughs> just someone driving. One time I did. One time. One time. All right, so what are we... What's the evaluation here? Like, what's the lesson? I think that our personal experience with Randonautica was kind of a bust. Right? Yes, but, I you know... the first round was pretty cool. Seeing the doppelganger of your dad? I think taking... I think if you do a kind of wider intention, it is a little horoscopy because you can like kind of see stuff, but it makes you notice stuff in a new way and kind of look uh -huh. for meaning in places. Yeah, the search for meaning or the spotting of meaning where there may be nothing, 
I feel like is an inherent trait to people. That's why you can look at a cloud and see a face. Yeah. But. Or like abstract art has yeah. value. Yes, absolutely. But it just is sort of us driving ex- from. Yeah, I don't know that we experience anomalies. I don't think we experience anything. Yeah. I think. I think. Even your father's doppelganger, well, cool. <laughs> Admittedly, was not at the destination. <laughs> what was it? The destination was a rusty fence that happened to have a clean chain, which. Right. I don't know. I'm going to say. I'm going to say my personal vote, Will Rogers. Rando nodding? I think if you do rando nodding a thousand times, you're going to come up with something awesome, but that's just the nature of truly being a random astronaut or whatever. Like, you're eventually going to... You can't keep finding nothing. Right. But four locations, I think nothing. Yeah, I mean, I already said Kristen Rogers, Anderson on record, nothing. You're going by Kristen Anderson. I know, I messed up. You don't know your own name. All right, don't. Let's get out of here. I do have one last place where I think we might be able to find something. Okay. Okay. So if you trust me. Do you trust me? Yes. Do you trust me? I trust you, Will. Let's find something good. Okay. So there you go. Uh, An afternoon of rando nodding. Yeah. A handful of locations, and we finally have what our intentions were seeking. Ice cream. Bam. What'd you get, Kristen? William and I both got a scoop of vanilla peanut butter and a scoop of cookies and cream. Couldn't be better. Al, what'd you get? I got a pineapple Dole Whip. Pineapple Dole Whip. Would you look at that? Pineapple Dole Whip. Hey, shut up. (laughs) All right, well, there you go. Four locations and kind of a bust. Yeah, but But I feel like we ended up just where we wanted to be. That's right. It's true. In the car with ice cream. Yeah. It was was scratch. I'm glad that I tried it. I'm definitely glad that we tried it. I think it was worthwhile. I would try it again. I would absolutely. I'd try it by myself or something, just like on a bored day. Yeah. I could see myself just being like, all right, let's do this thing. I think, don't they recommend you go with like friends and go during the day and stuff? It says if you're not used to traveling by yourself, Mm. you should bring friends. Oh, I'm, I'm nothing. Not I know, you're trapped. I was going to say, Chrissy with a short radius, you'll find a bunch of places for crumbs to hang out. Yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. Yeah, bring the point. Yeah, I would not be against trying again yeah. with a different intention in mind or something. Yeah, I mean, nothing was hurt. No, nothing was hurt at all. But certainly for an attempt. Yes. It was worth a try and yet. And yet nothing. And yet we might have found a house for Chrissy. Yeah, there was a really cute little cottage. We found a guy who could play my dad in a movie. Right. And um, we got ice cream. We got ice cream. We got ice cream. All right, everybody. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Guide to the Unknown. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us, for leaving the studio with us for one of the rare times that we get out of the basement. Yes, absolutely. I hope it was refreshing, especially in these times. Yeah. Now more than ever. Just as refreshing as ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you follow at GTTUPod all over the place to stay up to date with every new release from Guide to the Unknown. We just released a brand new podcast called Ghost Adventures Adventures, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere podcasts can be found. So go there and subscribe. Watch the Zach Bagans Master Classic Ghost Adventures with us and then hear our thoughts on it as we issue awards to Most Dramatic Moment, Play of the Game, Best Quote, stuff like that. Super fun and there are two episodes out there waiting for you right this second. Um, We'd also really appreciate it if you'd leave this show, Guide to the Unknown, a review. Um, It helps to give us visibility and give us that warm, fuzzy feeling. You can find all of this and more at the home of Guide to the Unknown, gttupod.com. So uh, thank you all so much once again for hanging out with us. We will see you again next week, probably back in the basement. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Go we.
We did it. We did it. Look at us. Bye. Look at us. Bye. Pleasantly spooky. Pleasantly spooky. Yes. Pleasantly spooky.